Welcome to episode 98 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show, and I am back after a long period of silence there due to COVID and just honestly I've been ranching man I've been I've been becoming my true adult 30 something year old self and enjoying life on the ranch I got goats and ducks and chickens and oh my and built a pond and on the pond thing if you decide to to build a pond don't use the blue dye. Use the aqua dye. <laughs> Figured that out. It looked like a putt-putt golf <laughs> exercise course or whatever you call it. But anyways, so let's get to the point of why episode 98 exists. And that is, should you keep buying real estate in 2021 in Oklahoma City? We're going to get into all the reasons why and why not. Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top realtor, investor, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. And first and foremost, in my, I've been checking out the YouTube of all the other YouTubers. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate it. I've been standing patiently, waiting on my turn to come out and comment on the truth of what the heck is going on. So happy to be back. Happy to inspire others uh, to make videos and make stuff about our market. I'm going to share my screen here. I'm doing this via Zoom to myself. And really just to you guys so I can do all this screen share stuff and keep it nice and simple um, okay so let's look at the market for a minute is it worth buying in Oklahoma City and and a lot of you were used to using Zillow research and Zillow's done all these changes in the last year and now they just like don't even show you any data anymore they're just hoarding data and so now we're back to that whole world of MLS uh, you know realtors having the data and and then Zillow selling it to whatever advertiser. And so let's look at this. So this is InfoSparks for those longtime listeners. Thank you so much for listening over the many years. But I've always gone to InfoSparks. And this is what I used to read on the original episodes, you know, the first 30, 40, 50 episodes. I was reading this on a weekly basis. And so this was kind of the market. And this is why, and let's just look at this. Let's look at sales price. And bam. Okay, so this is sales price from 2008 to 2021. And if you're on the podcast in the car, uh, what we're talking about, keep driving, don't look at the screen, 115000 was the median sales price in 2008, okay? The Northwest Oklahoma City core was 75000 The Northwest Oklahoma City core is our flipper territory, or if you're... Um, coming to Oklahoma City and you want to buy a home, generally a realtor is going to tell you Northwest Oklahoma City is where to go. That's just always been the, 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 the answer to that question. And look at this. As we go 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, we are a linear 
low cap market. That means not a lot of action going up and down, linear across the board, and low cap as in lower value compared to the national averages. And then the departure started right when actually I started the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. And that's why this is funny. I laugh about this. Some of my buddies, we, we sit there and drink uh, Coop uh, F5, which is a local beer here that's 7 point, or 7% is awesome. Great tasting IPA for you beer drinkers. And look at that departure. 2017, bam, we start getting the influx of transplant buyers. These are folks that are outside of our metric, which is a very controlled employment basis. And now we diverge out of 2016 into 2017, 2018, and now we're starting to track similar to national averages, still below national averages on, on total purchase price. But now we're up to, let's say, 2017, we were 144000 Northwest Oklahoma City Corps exceeds that Oklahoma City. This was that whole propaganda program they ran with the, the you had the district, uh, the Plaza District, for example, was great project. If you ever want to just research how to how a private corporation can influence an entire neighborhood, look at the 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 uh, Fowler Honda, their investment in the 16th Street. Uh, Plaza District in Oklahoma City. That's a great study to look at. So that started happening, you know, a long time ago, but it really became an effect in that 2016, 2017. We started having Vice. Vice was a TV show on YouTube that um, it's all about gay and lesbian and all kinds of weird stuff. And, and they started covering the new modern Oklahoma City and, and, you know, that you can live in these, you know, historic homes and all this kind of funky, you know, non-homogenous, okay? Oklahoma City, for those that have never been here, it's not homogenous. It's, and what I mean by that is homogenous is like homogenous milk. It's all the same from top to bottom. You don't have a fat layer. You don't have all these other layers. You've got, it's the same, right? Homogenous milk. Whereas if you're fragmented, you got boom, boom, everything's different. So, Northwest and really Oklahoma City is very fragmented. It's all over the place. It's just got unique. There's no such thing as a cookie cutter street in Oklahoma City, which is why realtors will always be there because you need somebody to tell you what freaking street matters, what doesn't matter, because it's, it's very hard to figure out if your neighborhood is going up or down because you'll have nice house, nice house, nice house, tarp on the roof, been there for four years, and Impala with 23-inch rims in the driveway, and not a new Impala, like a 1998 with like half the front hood like melting off from like extreme sun exposure, and then the dude like sanded it down, or not even sanded it down, he just kind of power washed it, and then hit it with some like black spray paint. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. That that fragmentation is what we look for in those neighborhoods. And so, anyway, so you have the new, you know, oh, it's cool, it's artsy, it's unique, it's 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 not all the same. And that's where we get the fluctuation because it becomes an art. Okay, similar to California, it becomes an art, right? It's, it's something unique. It's an art piece, and an art piece is relative. It's an emotional buying. So emotional buying. Now we start to get across. I'm not even going to pull it up. You're just going to take my word for it. But the median income in Oklahoma City has not drastically increased, which logic will tell you if the home price is increasing and the income is not, 
we're now making an emotional based decision not based on logic and there's a lot of reasons for this one of which is how the federal government is now mandating the debt to income ratios we've seen them creep up and up and up in other words you can spend more of your income on your home every single year and the federal government is allowing that. And so they've really let that. And the reason why is because most of the Americans' wealth, okay, most of America's wealth is in their home, okay? Like 90% of people's greatest wealth is their home. I think the number's higher than that, but let's just keep it conservative. So the federal government has an extreme interest in making sure the housing market is stable and increasing because that is the lifeline of all these Americans. So the question of the day is, here's what my screen looks like. <laughs> Should you buy a home in 2021 in Oklahoma City? And the answer will become evident and clear as we start looking at this. 2008, the amount of homes for sale, we see this been going down for a while now. The amount of supply for sale. Let's look at the six-month supply of inventory. Boom, down, supply, supply. It wasn't until this summer we now see a reversal. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. What does this mean for those on the podcast driving to work, riding a train? Don't want to look at the screen because some guy is staring at you in the face right now. And you, you got to make sure he's not a criminal. 2021. January, we see a departure into, for the first time really, in a long time, and really the next three months is going to be very pivotal on this. We hit June two months ago. It's now August, August, whatever it is, third, fourth, fifth. June, we start increasing our inventory, which typically we do. Back in the past, if you look at our cyclical markets, the inventory increases in summer, as all the families. But look at this, July, we're, we're getting more inventory. Inventory is increasing, and just like supply and demand, we're going to look at this. Here's our inventory. We've been going down, 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 and then we've got a departure and increase in inventory. So, is the home prices going to shift? No. Are they going to keep increasing? At the rate that they're increasing right now, no. We are forecasted to go from 12%, which we're at right now, which is crazy for a 3.5% annual appreciation over the last 14 years is what we've had in Oklahoma City. We just did a crazy 12% year. But analysts, and I've talked to these analysts, and analysts, what I mean by that is, is economists part of the university, some of which have actually had a job before and then went back to the university. So they're really good guys. All right. So they are looking at this metric and saying, we've had artificial suppression for quite a while now due to some not, you know, people not being able to remotely work, people not being able to actually make a real good living online and being able to really choose where they can live. And now with COVID changing, we've changed the landscape to where you can live in a cheap market and work at an expensive job or a high paying job. And so because of that now, they're forecasting that that 12% gap really just sped us back up a few years in time. That 
arguably some realtors will tell you, and this has been in some of our backdoor discussions with some of the high-ranking real estate uh, authorities in town, uh, i.e., you know, I'm not going to name names, but some some high-volume selling realtors who are in kind of in tune with what's really been going on backstage with all the appraisals and stuff. And they really, their voice is that the appraisers have suppressed our market space because they're kind of looking at it going, well, there's no jobs around here. There really isn't any more infrastructure really put in. There's a lot of bells and whistles being put in in terms of restaurants and streets and roads and infrastructure, but not really any large corporations coming here other than service-related industries. So all that to say is the, the appraisers have been suppressing the market. Now they've let it bump up, and really it's bumped up because we have some cash in the marketplace now. We've got a lot of buyers. We just did one. We just did a listing last month that was like $20,000 above in the 200 price point. They're bringing $20,000 above, above the appraisal. So that being said, if you're looking to buy a home now, is your home going to drop in value in the next couple of years? And the answer is absolutely not. Is it going to gain in 12%? No. The answer is no. It's going to be about 6% next year and then back to 4%, and then we're going to rest in at 3.5% by 2023, 2024. So is it a dangerous bet to buy a home now? No, it's not. Is it harder than it's been before to buy a home? Yes, it is. Why? Because we're not getting the sellers paying for your closing cost anymore. Three years ago, oh, it was it was customary in the 300 and under price point to have somebody pay for your closing cost. At least, two, you know, you could get $1,500 towards your closing cost, 2000 sometimes 6000 and it wasn't uncommon. But today, no, you don't. And in fact, sometimes you're bringing a little bit more to bid above the lagging appraisal. So what we're looking at now is, are you, are you really well qualified as a buyer? And do you have enough cash? You're the one that's going to win the contract, which... I just spoke to a neighbor today. We're doing a photo shoot on a new listing that you guys are going to see on Thursday. And actually, we got two new listings coming in on Thursday, one of which is an investment. My guys on the investment email portal are going to see that one. That one's coming up. And then the other one is a retail buy. And the neighbor comes over and she goes, yeah, dude, it's it's been crazy to, to really see how hard it is to buy a home now. But what that's resulted in is a lot more qualified people buying homes. People that buy the home and then can afford to, you know, take care of it. Homes are expensive, especially these historic homes. This one's one in Venice that's coming up. And I know a lot of you people have seen this home that I'm about to list because it's really a, a landmark in that neighborhood. And I know I probably just gave it away, but it's going on the market by the time this thing airs. So you'll be able to buy it if you want it. But do you see that? Do you understand that 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 it's harder to buy a home, but the but the but the result of buying now is that you've got neighbors that can afford to take care of their homes. So it's a government strategy to create more stable economy by placing people in the ownership position that are capable of staying there. And that really was the beginning phases of the Trump you know, whole agenda. And I know it's polarizing, whatever. Here's where we are. This is the facts. The spin stops on this show. We're talking about facts here, and the facts are, 
It's more expensive to buy a home. You're not getting your closing cost. And the result is people that deserve to buy a home and can take care of that home and have demonstrated they have excellent credit rating, excellent job score, excellent ability to pay above ask, even if that's required, they're now buying that home and winning. So how long is that going to stay around? Well, for about three years. Really, when you look at it, once we get back to the 3.5% appreciation, now it's not as attractive to sell. You know, now we've got a, a market where it's a little bit more bartering and that kind of thing. So, should you invest in a home right now? Well, if you're paying 12% above market value and you're going to try to rent it out, you're probably not going to get a good return right now. You'll get appreciation. Next year, you'll get about a 6%, 6 to 7 in some neighborhoods, maybe even 8. But then you're back down to 5, 4 by the time we hit 2023, 24. So does that make sense to you? I don't know. Does it make sense when you can't get a 1% rent-to-value ratio? I haven't seen a 1% rent-to-value ratio on the investment side in over a year. We've been at 0.8. We really were at 0.8 rent-to-value ratio going into February, March, April, and then now, I don't even know, guys. I've been dealing with goats and all that because if you're trying to invest in real estate in Oklahoma City, in really any market right now, and you're not working with some crazy wholesaler that's lying to some person about what their home value is worth, you are not buying a home that you can actually flip and rent and make a profit on. Not any more than what you can make in the stock market. Hold your money in stocks. Chill out. Let the freaking people that are trying to buy a home to live in it and raise their kids buy a home for a little while. Take a break. No big deal. You don't need to buy a house and invest in it right now. Wait. Or find a hustler, a wholesaler that is going to lie to the person to their face and tell them, no. Mr. Johnson, who's 70 years old and about to die and trying to sell this money to pay off medical bills, your home is crappy. You didn't update anything for the last 20 years, so I'm going to offer you $20,000 for this home, and if you don't, the state's going to put you in jail for not paying your back taxes that you owe. And they sit there and they joke and they laugh, and at the end of the day, they get it for 20 post it the next day to their email group for 80 Folks, we see it all the time. Is that going to stay around for forever? No, it won't. No, it won't because the state's trying to work and make it illegal to wholesale a home. So won't be that way forever. You actually are going to have to buy it with your own money and then go sell it again. So if you want a deal right now, the deals are wholesale. Because when I get an investment property, my seller wants me to sell it for the highest possible price. And that's what we do based on the condition. And typically in today's market, it doesn't result in a 1% rent-to-value ratio, even after you fix and flip and do all the things. Thursday might have a 1% for you, and that would be exciting. But you got to be smart about your renovation, which means you out-of-state guys probably won't get the bid. For one thing, I know that you can't renovate at a costly metric because you can't maintain you can't really be in the the weeds and you haven't done it a lot here so you're going to get outbid by the locals who are actually working with the local people and cheaper and can really present a compelling offer that i'm going to select because i want you to take it to the race 
don't want you to be an idiot and get into inspections and then back out of the contract and then now my seller has to go back on the market. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. So anyways, this concludes episode 98. I'm not going to keep boring you. I hope this has been helpful. Leave your comments down below or email me at Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at O-K-C-R-E-A-L.com. If you are a sober-minded individual, and I don't mean that you don't drink, I just mean that you got a brain, and you want to buy a home, why don't you want to work with me? Let's do it. Email me. Let's make this happen. The truth is what you need in the real estate transaction, in experience. Hundreds of closings. Hundred, what, 270-something since the four year, five years now I've been here? We're getting there. And every single one of these, eyes wide open, we're paying attention, we're talking, we're finding out what's best for your family, and we're winning deals based off of making sense, getting truth. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 